another edition of the Ramp Check Podcast. I'm Tony. I'm Aaron. Hi guys, it's Ryan. On today's edition of the Ramp Check Podcast. <laughs> You'll have to excuse Tony. He's a little slow. The town is back that way. He's he's the no. oldest of us three. So, and he he's uh, a bit tired today. So we don't normally actually get to record the podcast together but uh we're all actually like in the well, same to, zip code at the moment yeah so, together in the same location um, and so uh but when aaron first got here he we we have this other podcast that we listen to all the time it's about our favorite uh um, basketball team the utah jazz what are you doing I'm passing out some <clears throat> stickers for some inspiration. These are some oh. of our new ones. Deal me in. We like them. Partner. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, Aaron had accidentally stumbled across um, this, uh, well, he was listening to the podcast accidentally at half speed. And if you haven't listened to a podcast at half speed, oh my gosh. It, oh, you need to. You're, we laughed our asses off. You're in for a treat. <laughs> Although and, we don't uh, want people to listen to our podcast like that. I, don't I was give just, me ideas, eh? I was just going to suggest, just after you listen to this one, go back and listen to about uh, um, maybe five minutes of it uh, at half speed. and um, It's it's pretty funny, trust me. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, hey, for those of you that have uh, purchased uh, some of our hashtag RCG Ramp swag, thank you so much. We've uh, we've been selling quite a bit lately uh, mm-hmm. to the Abgeek community, to to friends and family, pilots, and pilots, um, to friends and family. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. A um, little bit everywhere. Yeah, I mean, we'll the best get- kind. We'll get um, notifications on our Instagram. Somebody posts like on their story or on their Instagram with you know we we sold some stickers recently and they're putting them on their uh, you know camera lens hoods and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a thing in the Avgit community. So it's it's cool to see our stuff and our stuff uh, out there. And we have a, a mechanic friend mm-hmm. uh, all the way from uh, England. <clears throat> uh, say London or. So <laughs> you sound like you're from London. <laughs> so it's, I love uh, Paul Rudd. It's anyway. um um at Instaviation Picks. Now I made a I, I made a <laughs> Instaviation Picks. <laughs> so it's I N S T A V I A T I O N P I X. Instaviation. And um, clever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, his name is uh, Mike S, ESS, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently he works with a crew. Um, I, I don't know if these are chartered jets, but they're Learjet 75s. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's a fleet of, of two or if it's just one or it's many. But anyway, it's pretty cool. Um, they actually uh, have one of our Ramp Check um, Patriotic Edition um logo stickers and they're putting that sticker on a bunch of flights and they have already and they're flying all over Europe. So and, uh, awesome. we're waiting for some pictures from him. Yeah, because he be said really he was going to cool. send us some. Yeah, he said he was going to send us some pictures of, of our sticker on these flights. So, that's, so that's now cool. he said sticker on these flights. So did we send him more than one sticker? No, no, or? no. no. It, right now it's just it's just the one sticker because that, that's kind of what we were talking about. And uh, I'm sure there will be more, but so we're actually not... not sticking the sticker on anything as of okay, yet. I... He did say he wanted to put it on his um, toolbox. Oh. And so I would okay. imagine, that that's why I assume he was a mechanic. Hey, that's a pretty big deal. Mechanics 
pick their stickers on their toolbox. Oh, wisely. hell yeah. So that's yeah. pretty awesome. So thank you. Yes, definitely. Because I was, I was a little confused when we said the sticker on the flights because, I mean... You stick it to the aircraft and it's pretty much there. I guess. Maybe. I guess you could carefully peel it off, but if you're anything like me, it rips. Well, if you put every... one on one of the jets, we'll send you another one for your toolbox. There you go. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I was kind of picturing. So our sticker is traveling around like the like the Travelocity gnome. Yeah. At the moment. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So yeah. So uh, we definitely want to see uh, some pictures and uh, see how well traveled. Uh, one of our stickers is, but go to our RampCheck uh, uh, Global website, www.rampcheckglobal.com. Right. There's uh, there's Good a job link for right doing there. That right this time. Thank you. And you got ramp swag, right? I Usually know. You say ramp something. Maybe else. the key is is to catch Tony right before bed. Maybe <laughs> then he's a little more focused. <laughs> Maybe the key is Tony just leaves and Aaron and Ryan do the rest of the damn podcast by themselves. Maybe that needs to happen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe it is time for bed. <laughs> yeah, it's so, what, what time is it? Almost ten o'clock. Anyway, PM local time. And uh, once you once you get to our website, go to the uh, RCG Ramp Swag Store. All kinds of stuff. Now I know in the U.S., uh, Independence Day, aka the Fourth of July, has already passed, but um, we've got some really cool uh, patriotic edition. Um, uh, stickers. We, we wore shirts, all of our patriotic shirts over hats. the course. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, we did, and they were a huge hit. Um, and so, uh, um, buy yeah. some swag, wear it proudly, and um, definitely post those pics on Instagram. Yes, yeah, send and, us some uh, And tag us. And um, I know that we have been known from time to time to just send out free shit if uh, yep. if you. Uh, happen to do something nice for us, we'll do something nice for you. That's right. We love to just spread um, our word through the community. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but uh, some really, really neat designs. Again, get on the website. You can see pictures of a lot of our new designs as well on our Instagram page, which is at RampCheckGlobal. Um, and, uh, Good job getting it right again. I love it. This is great. I love it when you're on top of it. Thanks. That's never mind. Um, and so, uh, a few things we're going to talk about today. I guess there's some uh, funky stuff going on in Turkey um, yeah, at the moment. Um, I'm just another, thinking about some things we're going to talk about today. All right, on sorry. Uh, Inside joke. Podcast. Uh, no, seriously, check us out at half speed once you've listened to the podcast. Uh, it's some pretty. Uh, it's pretty funny. It's some pretty funny stuff. Yeah, I've never, um, I've never seen this XP70 sticker. That's pretty badass. Yeah, isn't that sweet? It's that's a cool awesome. looking. That's like one of the coolest designs. And the thing that's cool it about is. the XP70, just like the SR71, I mean, these guys were designing these with just like slide <laughs> rules. I mean, yeah. there's no computer, you know, aided design, you know, back then. And, exactly. and these aircraft, you know, flew Mach three. Right. For sustained periods of time. I, I do want to bring something up, though. Um, you know, these really cool vintage aircraft that were designed with, like, slide rules and calculators. Um, none of them are really flying today. So I don't know if that's a sign that... What are you guys doing? Well, I'm Keep listening. Talking. We're talking, talking to them. <laughs> we're show prepping I still. was seeing uh, the, the flag. Aren't the stars and stripes upside down there? Yeah, they are. You have to hold it. It's a vertical sticker. Hold it vertical. No, the Wait, other way. The other there way? you go. Ah, that's cool. That's how so it's like, supposed hey, to go. Okay, yes. gotcha. Okay. Let's continue, bro. I didn't. Right. I wasn't interrupting you. I was listening. You're so, you're bringing but. back memories of when I was a little kid, and it's like, hey, is that your Charles Barkley rookie card? Can I see it? <laughs> They're like, we've got these stickers laid out across the table. Hey, Charles and Barkley is not that old. <laughs> yes, he is. That's terrible. <laughs> that's just terrible. <laughs> Anyway, continue. Uh, You're talking saying. about warbirds. You're talking about the vintage aircraft. Well, yeah. I mean, isn't it interesting that I mean the SR seventy one designed with a slide rule. It's not flying anymore. The XB seventy. It's not flying anymore. Of course, it never really went into service anyway. I'm just I'm all over the place. Um, but other stuff going on. Of course, we'll have an update on the uh, Boeing seven thirty seven Max. <laughs> A little bit of insight on uh, why the uh, IAG 
uh, over uh, across the pond, as they would say, uh, the purchased Max. so many of the uh, the 737 Max uh, aircraft. Uh, I know that uh, there was another setback uh, in the return to service for the uh, Max. We'll be talking about that. Um, but we've also got some B-21 Raider news. Yeah, B-21 Raider, as if you don't know what that is, that is the new stealth bomber the United States Air Force is working on. And North Grumman, who built the B-2 Spirit, is the contractor building that. So. And apparently the Air Force is pretty excited about this aircraft. So that's... Yeah, we got uh, some cool news on that. Pretty cool thing. Um a uh, reminder, and we'll probably talk about this a uh, little bit more later in the podcast, but um, we're getting pretty excited for uh, Red Flag 19.3, which is coming up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it starts Starts Monday. on Monday the 15th. Yeah, yeah, so Monday the 15th. We're recording this podcast on uh, Saturday the 12th, or excuse me, Friday the 12th mm-hmm. of, uh, of July. Um, and uh, I saw some interesting information that... Uh, uh, Boeing might be trying to also maybe extend the service life um, of the B-1 Lancer. So, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, anyway, um, why don't we start off with you, Aaron? You uh, um, wanted to give us some insight on what's heading, what's going on in Turkey with uh, gabble gabble the, tur- the <laughs> yeah. Turkey missile. Oh, We're not talking Turkey, Thanksgiving. Sorry. So, anyway, um, in Istanbul, Turkey. Um, Defying, so I'm just, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit uh, from an article put out on the New York Times. I'm not a huge fan of the New York Times, but this is pretty right on and, and factual. But, right uh, on. <laughs> defying uh, strenuous American objections and the threat of sanctions, Turkey began receiving the first shipment of a sophisticated Russian surface-to-air missile system, which is called the S-400. Uh, um, well, it's, a sur- it's a surface-to-air missile system mm-hmm. um, that's basically... Russia has designed it to shoot down U.S. fighter jets and stealth fighters and, you know, you name it. What the fuck, um, Turkey? <laughs> I know. And see, the, the crazy thing is, um, it really... Turkey is a is part of the NATO alliance, okay? And Russia, well, Russia is not. Not for long, um, Yeah, like. no, seriously. So, um... Anyway, going back to the article, um, it's called the S-400, includes advanced radar to detect aircraft and other targets. So they think. That's right. And the United States has been unyielding in its opposition to Turkey, Turkey's acquisition. Um, acquisition. Uh, acquisition. Turkey's buying. <laughs> it of- is late. Of the equipment, <laughs> which is deeply troubling to Washington on several levels. So currently, um, with this going on... Um, uh, it puts Russian technology inside the territory of a key NATO ally, and that's like the biggest issue because yeah. you've got you've got these you know Russian scientists and military personnel, you know, going on these bases in Turkey. Okay, Turkey buys a lot of of U.S. They're a huge operator of the F sixteen. Um, you know they have F-35s on order, which we'll get to. You know, a I was just going to mention something discussion. about that. Yeah. Um, but um, but you know the Russian engineers will be required to set up the system. Um, American officials will feel will ha- fear will have the opportunity to learn much about the American-made fighter jets that are also part of Turkey's arsenal. So it's a huge security thing because Russia is always just like China. Um, just like any of our, you know, quote unquote enemies, uh-huh. we might not be at war with them, but they're always trying to, you know, to get our technology because it is superior in a lot of ways. Right. Um, you know, from Russia and China, they're always trying to catch up. Um, yeah, they'd just be going into service and be like, where's Dmitri? <laughs> and he's over there under an F-35. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's probably like <laughs> sleeping in the weapons bay or something. But anyway... Um, so, so the, the, the problem is, um, <laughs> so anyway, the, the current administration, the Trump administration, has already moved to block the delivery of the F-35 stealth fighter jets. Right. Because uh, Turkey was one of the countries that was a partner in developing that. And the crazy thing is, is there's lots of parts manufactured in Turkey for this too. Yeah. For the F-35 program. 
So it really is a big deal, and it's it it's pretty important, and it's a it's a really important story, um, and uh, you know it's unclear how this is all going to end up, but I mean apparently Turkey's taking delivery of these things, and um, Turkey actually has pilots at Luke Air Force Base in Arizona, USA, training right now on some of their F thirty five jets that have been delivered for Turkey. Now, they're not delivered they're over not. Turkey, but right. they're here in the U.S. Because mm-hmm. the way that it works is is um, Luke Air Force Base in Arizona is, is, a, is a big training base. And they train F-35 pilots from, uh, you know, partner countries and allies. Um, and by the end of the month, because it's July 2019, especially because they've been taking delivery of, of this uh, S-400 uh, surface-to-air missile system... Um, they're going to stop training and we're not going to allow those jets to be delivered. So yeah, they it's, it's, be... a, it's kind of a big deal what's going on. Hmm. That's interesting. It's kind of like, so yeah, so Turkey has been an ally of ours for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like your girlfriend cheating on you with your best friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It, it, it's. It, it, I would imagine, yeah. To put it in terms you rampers can understand. Um. (laughs) Hey. Okay. That's in every walk of life, not just rampers. What are you saying? Well, not every walk of life listens to the podcast. So just, uh, yeah, anyway, I won't go anywhere else. But yeah, this is is not cool. Um, Turkey, you need to pull your heads out and... um, uh, just maybe think long and hard about which uh, side of the political fence you would like to be on um, if the shit does hit the fan because, um, you know, I I would imagine that if, if Turkey just completely committed to, um, to Russia, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, as far as just kind of turning their backs on the U.S., I'm sure the U.S. would well, not the US hesitate. NATO. Well, NATO. Let me yeah, say that. Yeah, everybody. sorry. I I just I don't think that um, uh, the NATO um, countries or alliance yeah. or whatever uh, would hesitate in destroying some of that uh, tech that they've acquired yeah. over the years. Sorry, <laughs> hmm. I need, need an energy drink, yo. Um, <laughs> Edit. That was, quite, but, uh, that was quite the yawn. Yeah, anyway, well, that one came yeah, no, toes. it's it's um, anyway, it's a pretty serious situation. But you know, it all boils down to politics. They're yeah, they're probably pissed off because of the delay of the F thirty five and and well, we'll just get our toys elsewhere and blah blah blah. It's all about leverage, and hopefully, it doesn't come to anything. Well, there's, more than there, that, there's also so. talk that Russia. You know they're really pushing this because they want Turkey to start buying their quote unquote fifth generation stealth fighter, the SU fifty seven. Right. Which, you know, yeah, it looks stealthy, but you know, (laughs) it's Russian. Okay. Let's let's put it this way. So (laughs) I always love going to Marvel movie references, and here's here's another really good one. Hopefully, you guys will uh, will recognize it from Thor Ragnarok. Is it? <laughs> is, is it though? Is it, is it though? <laughs> so, so you know, I I don't know. I mean, it, it looks stealthy, you know, the SU fifty seven, but you know, it's still it, it still isn't even in you know serial production. There's still you know it's it's prototypes and you know it's got super maneuverability. It's got you know all all kinds of technology that Russian claims it is and. And that they can turn it into a six-generation fighter and all. I mean, come on. Anyway, it's okay. All numbers. So, um, so that's that. So, um, <clears throat> anything else you guys want to add about that or? No, know? it's just kind of crazy how anytime there's something talked about in the world like that, it involves either Russia or Iran. It's just yeah. you know what I mean. They're, it's just they're always meddling. They're it's always just trying. annoying. Yeah, I it's know. just like meddling I mean, and, you know. So I don't really have anything to add other than that. It's just you know, I guess Russia's just trying to get their own, you know, make their money, boost their economy and stuff. But I just think it wasn't very wise of Turkey to make that kind of decision, 
No, and I don't know. Maybe they were just uh, blind to the fact that, you know, they didn't think it through, maybe. And maybe when it <laughs> yeah. brought it to their attention, maybe they're like, oh, shit, you know. but Or maybe they're like, you know what, this is what we want. Well, so we'll just wait and see, I guess. When but. that uh, when that missile defense system is destroyed by one of our <laughs> F thirty five exactly, That's um, right, maybe gonna... they'll think a little bit a uh, <laughs> little bit harder about proceeding. They're so. gonna spend all that money, and then they're gonna the F thirty five is gonna hit the believe button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, and, and it'll just fly all the way through there and. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, okay, we, we can move on. I just thought... Istanbul, so, not Constantinople. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Istanbul, not Constantinople. So if you've a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. They might be giants. There you go. <laughs> Love was that like, That's song. not the next line. <laughs> I was like, I was waiting for you guys to chime in. Oh, Even I know. Even old oh, New York. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, we'll, we're we'll not going down there. We'll I can't say it. <laughs> People just like it better that way. Okay, all right. Okay, Let's we're go. done. So anyway. <laughs> so so take me back to... Oh, sorry. Okay, going back to you know, stealth technology <laughs> okay. and the United States... Um, the uh, Air Force is actually currently, like as we speak, they are now building the first test aircraft of the new B twenty one Raider. You guys know what that is, right? That was fast. Yep. <laughs> you know what's cool about the look of it? It kind of looks like they took an old F one seventeen and a B two and just like went like this. Kind of made it together, and we really don't know what the final <laughs> design's going to be. Well, well I mean, when you look at concepts, impressions yeah, and yeah. concepts, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's what I meant. Think yeah. you're gonna have Harrison Ford introduce that when it rolls off the? I don't know, but it, it, assembly line. Uh, the, <laughs> dun, 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 it'd be cool if they did dun, that. The F one seventeen. They just they had a child. Dun, dun, I think that would look cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and there's still like there's not a whole lot of details yet because the program has just been you know kept you know kept under wraps because right. they don't want any any of the. Uh, technology, you know, getting leaked to China or Russia okay. because again, they're always trying to gain. Let's just okay. Let's just clear this up right now, once and for all. Okay, the F one seventeen, before it actually flew, mm -hmm. had been flying around Area fifty one, and it had been flying and testing for it's nineteen seventies technology, right? And there was actually a, a, a prototype design that looked like the F-117 called the Half Blue that actually right? wasn't even an F-117. It was a smaller aircraft, had the basic design of the F-117. Right. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, that, that flew but even before what the I'm, But Yeah, but what I'm saying is is they're, they're quote-unquote, building the Raider right now. That shit's operational. You know it is. <laughs> you know it, it is. Could be, well, here's the it thing. It's been operational since 1998. With, with, with the technology, with UAVs, I'm sure they've flown right. scale models. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they have. For yeah. sure. Easy. Yeah, easy. For sure. And some of our conspiracy theory friends that... Uh, are constantly in the Star Wars Canyon in the Mojave Desert can probably um, attest that they've probably seen something similar yeah. to this. Well, farm. yeah, I mean, so. it's our, our, you know our friend Jared Harris, right? Um, you know, we're always talking, texting, and there's all kinds of stuff going on with advanced technology. Mm -hmm. There's there's you know a lot of people that have said they've seen you know an SR seventy two, which is the hypersonic, uh, you know brother to the SR-71, you know, a new, hmm. you know, hypersonic reconnaissance aircraft that mm -hmm. can also have strike capabilities. Right. Um, and so, you know, you just never know. The, the the one cool thing, though, that really caught my eye in, in reading about the, the new B-21 Raider news, um, the Air Force basically is saying this new bomber will introduce stealth technology to the likes of which the world has never seen. There now, you go, Turkey. I don't know, you know, if you're a true av geek, that gives you goosebumps because yes, that's just cool. That's mm. fucking cool. So when they say stuff like that, two words come to mind for me. <laughs> Cloaking device. Cloaking device. <laughs> right. Well, you never know. I mean, true. you know, it's, um, 
it's going to be um, quite an aircraft. And, you know, in this day and age where, you know, militaries are consolidating their aircraft types, you know, the F-35, of course, the three different variants are meant to mm -hmm. replace so many different types of aircraft. Um, you know, it's cool to see a new aircraft come out, um, you know, just like the, uh, you know, Boeing's new uh, TX, the trainer the that's going to replace the T-38. Mm -hmm. It's cool to see a new jet come out for that, you know. Yeah. Well, um, and even the, the Japanese that are, you know, working closely with um, uh, the the developers of the F-22, the F-35s, and the YF-23. Kind of, the YF-23, I saw Europe. that as well with yeah, Northrop. I mean, they, and they, they uh, want to build a new fifth-generation fighter. Yep. And, 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 you know, I mean, there's been talks of like a, an F-22, F-35 hybrid. Mm -hmm. I just recently saw something about... Uh, um, the North the Northrop YF twenty three yeah uh, design you know and uh, there's gonna be some cool stuff yeah, coming out you, still you so just, you just don't know so it's uh, definitely what the hell is that I don't know some stupid picture to try to get your <laughs> get attention you to click on it. but yes, anyway so and so anyway the, 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 the reason the B twenty one is coming out because. Uh, you know, there's a lot more sophisticated surface-to-air missile systems, you know, that China mm -hmm. and Russia has developed. You know, we, we were just talking about the S-400 through Russia. They're, all, they're currently working on the S-500, which is supposed to, you know, have even a broader range of, of tracking for aircraft. Um, but, uh, yeah, the B-21, it's also going to be designed to be upgradable throughout its service life so and we're talking like electronics we're talking and you know this plug thing. and play yeah i mean this thing you is just plug it in and it, make sure the wi-fi you're connected yeah, to wi -Fi yeah. it, it upgrades <laughs> and i'm sure it's gonna connect look like have, a b21 last night <laughs> sorry yeah anyway um so it's it it's gonna have multiple capabilities that's awesome I mean, it's it you know, right. just like the F-35 <clears throat> does, situational mm -hmm. awareness, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm sure it's, it's going to... Well, it was, so it's kind of cool to see, you know, the evolution of even, you bring up the F-35, like, we'll see the same thing with the B-21, and what I mean by evolution <laughs> is, is I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you how many years ago it was, but you used to just hear about it, it's, it was being designed and talked about, mm -hmm. and then... At an air show, they had it on ground display, and it, you couldn't go anywhere near it. Yeah. And now they have it on ground display, and you can get close to it. You still can't go up and touch it, but you can get closer. And the well, not unless you're there. part of the Ramp Check podcast. That's right. That's right. And then, <laughs> and then at an air show, every if you were lucky, you got to see one like fly by. And then now they're actually doing demos. It'll actually be cool to see the evolution of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because so aircraft, you know? the, the talk I, is to get her, you know, over two hundred. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. I got to tour Edwards Air Force Base back in twenty thirteen, mm -hmm. and um, it was just crazy that you know because the F thirty five they had a few mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. and they wouldn't let us have our cameras on while we were near the flight line. Yeah. Um, but you could see them out there, and there was just a handful of them, and it was like you know you're like you're like climbing over your neighbor in the bus to get a view of the F thirty five because. Yeah. Because you've never seen one, you know, in person before, and uh, and just I mean, look at look at where we are six years later. Yeah, I mean, the F thirty five. It's all... almost like it's just old hat, you know. It's like oh look, it's another F thirty five, you know. But uh, um, but I wanted to ask you guys something um, while we're talking about these, you know, new fifth generation and sixth generation, you know, and the the possible existence of an SR-72, a hypersonic, mm -hmm. you know, um, cousin to the SR-71 or whatever, and all this new technology, the new stealth technology that's, um, um, so, so it's, is it the, uh, the fighter jet podcast or the fighter, what is that other podcast that, uh, um, that we listened to. Um, was it was it the one we were talking about earlier? Yeah, today? the one earlier today. Yeah, it's called it's called the, the Fighter Pilot Podcast. And is that the podcast that had the um, the the uh, what was it the uh, the F eighteen driver that was on the Nimitz? Oh um, yeah, yeah. Saw the the, the, the Tic Tac UFO. They had the Tic Tac yeah. UFO encounters, and then yeah, they've right. been the same things have been sighted off of the east coast of the U.S. As well, so 
What do you think those things are, just really quick? I mean, do you really, do you think that this could be stuff from uh, not of this planet? Or do you think that that our technology has developed so much, especially, I mean, look at, look at where UAV technology has come in the last 10 years. Yeah. You know, do you think that that well we well, 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 develop well, something like that or do you think it's listening, seriously listening to that podcast yeah. um it's uh, by the way it's it, the podcast is actually put on by a couple uh retired f-18 pilots mm-hmm. um and the main guy his, his name is vincent hello <coughs> his call sign is uh jello and it's a great Jello. podcast. They're, they're going through a bunch of different aircraft for each podcast right now. It's like their fighter jet series or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he had U.S. Navy Commander uh, uh, David Fravor on, call <clears throat> sign sex. Right. <laughs> which, like which is quite... S-E-X like SCX? Or, or S-E-C-T-S. No, 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 no. No, but, <laughs> but I mean, this, this guy was... was you know, I mean, he encountered one of these things, and on the podcast, he thinks they are not of this world, right? And he doesn't—he's a U.S. Navy right. retired U.S. Navy commander wow. that thinks it's not of this world. So he—I mean, the the things that it was doing and the way he was able to track it—it it had no exhaust plume, it had no rotor wash, it was it above had, the water it and was below moving, the water. It was moving in ways that he had never seen any type of aircraft maneuver, I, or e- even a human body wouldn't be able to to survive. I, don't know. The I just type think the G forces uh, in this movement of these. Of I these just think craft. that James Cameron was working on Avatar sixteen or something. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't well, know. That might have been. I don't know what to think. Only because <sighs> I don't know. Like I do, you know. I didn't know we we're gonna get in coast to coast talk here. Well, I just wanted to ask. Bell, but no, I just wanted to ask this oh, based fine. on our current. It's fine. Topic. I, I'm just. I guess I'm just trying to get into the point of set myself up and and organize my thoughts in a sense of like, I do think there are. I mean, it would be. It wouldn't be, as it can sound like Spock, it wouldn't be logical to think that <laughs> there aren't other galaxies out there with how big space is that there's not life on other planets. It'd be pretty yeah, arrogant for us to think right. that we're the only ones so, in the entire so I, universe. Right, so I do believe there's life out there, but if... if Are they visiting us? If they're That's sending the unmanned drones or... Maybe they are manned or alien alien drones. Alien manned. Like, why... And I understand maybe they're sent... Like, we send stuff... Stuff to Mars to probes. They're like, look... Like, I get that, but if that... Why would they just not make contact? Like... Why? I don't know. Maybe they think it's fucking crazy. But why would you do that? Like, why would we... Sorry. Why would we... Let's say we could send a drone to we, another planet sorry. and we knew there was life there. <laughs> yeah, right. Why would we just be like, oh, there's life there, send it back? Like, why would we be like. Maybe, maybe we're worried that if they know we're here, they'll come and freaking eat us. But see, well, shit but see, out of see, I think that's Hollywood on our asses. I don't think that's. Well, it's not, ne- it's not necessarily Hollywood because, um, you know, the. Um, um, God, I'm, I'm trying to think of his name. He's a renowned physicist. He, Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. So he came out and said, I don't really know if it's a good idea that we broadcast to the galaxy, to the universe that we are here. Because we're this little blue dot, you know, in this vastness of space. And, you know, we have water... We have all different <laughs> all these clients, resources, uh, you know, yeah. uh, climates. We, you know, and so it's like, you know, before he passed away, he was talking about how, you know, I'm not really sure if any aliens that would find us would be friendly or not, you huh. know. And so you never know. But that's true. I but, guess but my thing of thinking is, is we set we spend all this money and time and scientific study, which. Who knows if that's what another planet would do? And you discover it, and it's like, let's destroy it. Like, <laughs> I know you never know. You know what I mean? But yeah. well, but I can but see that point. Like, hey, we need water. That but here's the other ninety percent water or whatever. But here, here's here's the other thing about that is, what if these alien 
extraterrestrial races if they have visited the earth and if they had made contact with the earth um with you know leaders or this or that um i mean look at the shit that goes on around this planet in the name of religion look at that i mean look at all of the all of the destruction and the the murder and the terrorism and all this crap that goes on that is quote unquote done in the name of God or you don't believe, you know, you're yeah. anyway. So I think keeping that in mind, if if it were known that we weren't the only ones out there and there was an alien or an extraterrestrial race that had made contact, what would that do to the earth as far as belief in religion? Mm-hmm. Because and and it would create chaos, I think. And so if that well <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. I kind of wish that that would happen so we could just kind of like, yeah, settle fine. a whole bunch of scores and everybody could not worry about, you know, their God is better than theirs and this and that. But yeah, it, it could point. potentially uh, send the earth, you know, the population into just a state of chaos because it's like we, we I say we as a human race, most people have mm-hmm. believed that there's some kind of a deity out there. We come in peace. There, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, <laughs> that, that's been like the basis of religion for thousands of years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that's out the, out yeah. the, out the door. So well, who knows that maybe contact has been made, but the government has said, you know what? I, the earth can't really handle knowing that right yeah, now. It's, it's so, possible. I don't but know. I just want to see what kind of F-22 shit they have on their right, plane, man. Yeah, if right. they have technology to bring us, you know, bring somebody here and <clears throat> take one of us to there. Right. I mean, can you imagine? Well, and it makes you wonder, an F-18 pilot, you say he's retired? Yeah, he's retired. Mm-hmm. US Navy and he commander. says he doesn't, I mean. He's like, I have no idea what he's it up, was. He's, he's up like, in an F-18. He's experienced. Oh, yeah. I mean. Well, and him by saying that, he's putting his neck and his reputation yeah, on the line. Yeah, it's like, you know? wow. It's like, so yeah. then sometimes I just don't know what to believe. But. So I, I, I think it's probably a mixture of some of our own technology and then some stuff that maybe nobody can explain. Yeah. Fucking weather balloons. <laughs> um, yeah, well, a balloon doesn't move like that, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. But, but, uh, but anyway, sir. Um, the, the, the YouTube, or the, the, the there's video... Yeah. Um, from the, uh, I believe it's the FLIR cameras oh, yeah, from, on, from on the, the aircraft. Yeah, there, there's been several um, F-18, several You can You aircraft. can see some of that. It's pretty cool looking. And you hear the pilots' uh, reactions and yeah, go, how they're talking yeah, to each other. So check YouTube. that out on YouTube. I didn't mean to get a sidetrack, but I just wanted to ask that question yeah. because listen, look at how far we've li- advanced. Listen to that episode of the Fighter Pilot Podcast. Absolutely. It's, it's awesome. It's yeah, very cool. We're giving them a little plug. So. Yeah, and oh, while you're listening, tell them really the Ramp good. Check Podcast sent you over. That's right. And they'll it's, be like, it's episode. They'll be like, fit who? Yeah. <laughs> no, they'll know who we are. Hey, we're making waves. Uh, it's episode right. thirty-five of, the, of of that podcast. So anyway, so circling back to the B twenty-one, mm-hmm. and then we'll kind of tie that off. Um, the cool thing about the B twenty-one is in, it it is engineered to be perpetually upgradable. Among other things, this means new software, sensors, weapons, computers. And avionics can quickly emerge as they become available. And then um, um, the Air Force senior leaders, they're also saying that it will be able to hold any target at risk anywhere in the world at any time. So I think we're in for a treat for this aircraft. And I think this is right along the lines of, you know, the great President Reagan, peace through strength. And... This aircraft, it's it's really looking like it's going to be one of those peace through strength things where it's actually going to prevent more war than actually have to participate mm-hmm. in it. Right. And that's what's so cool about it. I mean, that's what you have to do. Right. Especially in this that makes up That makes world, sense. <clears throat> so, um, uh, you guys heard a little bit about uh, the B-1 mm-hmm. and uh, Boeing kind of... Um, wanting to extend the service life of that because once the B-21 is operational, the Air Force said that they're going to phase out the B-1s, the B-1 yeah, Lancers. The, B- the B-2s and B-1s. Right, yeah, exactly. And the funny exactly. thing is the B-52 is supposed to live on for like another 30, 40 so years. Weird. They're going to re that. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's nuts. 
But Boeing said that they would like to um, keep the B-1. They're, they're offering something up to the Air Force that would, could potentially extend the life of the B-1 Lancer, and uh, they basically want to make it a supersonic version of the <laughs> like HC-130. Yeah, the Spectre guns, gunship. Exactly. That's exactly what they want to do. And there's different concepts of either mounting like one of these massive cannons inside the bomb bay. Uh, or actually inside the fuselage itself and having it drop down and um, <laughs> that'd be and bad. Could you imagine that thing? Because well, the, the, the the Spectre gunships they're badass, but a lot of their operational or a lot of their operations are limited to nighttime because it's not the fastest thing yeah, and it does it, get vulnerable. It's slow and it loiters. And, and could you imagine having the B one with that capability? Yeah. Well, the the reason the B one has been so successful over the years is because of its supersonic dash speed capability. Mm -hmm. Like over in Afghanistan, um, you know, in Iraq, when they needed, when they needed some freaking iron on target, like immediately, and uh, you know, B1s were in the air, they hold a lot of fuel, they hold a lot of bombs. I mean, they could say, okay, well, we need something right now here. Well, the B1 can go supersonic in a matter of seconds. And, uh, you know, it can get to anywhere pretty much, you know, in a mm-hmm. battlefield if it's just up there just circling around and getting tanker gas. I was going to say, it's got mid-air refueling and, capability, obviously. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, it, it would be cool. It sounds too expensive, so it might be too good. kind of does, but, but that would be pretty badass, though. It, it would be. See one B, of those things do a yeah, strafing run at uh, just under supersonic speed. B1s hit the desert anytime soon. Unfortunately, yeah. sometimes being badass doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. So they might, they might <laughs> Wait, look what? at the cost and be like, well, yeah, that's badass, but it's not really financially Well, feasible. that's what happened well, we'll with see. the SR-71. It was just too expensive. Right. It's just too to pricey. Yeah, I guess yeah. we'll just see what happens. But yeah. still, once again, we'll, we'll be uh, awesome. We'll keep you posted. Um, speaking <clears throat> of the B-1, did that... <laughs> what? Did that advance in the... Uh, in the um, aircraft the ramp check, aircraft challenge, did it to the final four, and then told everyone, "Well, pick your own, I guess." <laughs> we're, we're keeping you guys in suspense. Jesus, I want to finish um, that. I we'll, think it did. We will yeah, come around. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty so. sure it did. I think that's one of the. We'll finals. come around to that. Um, yeah. Should we uh, quickly just talk about some um, some other news? Or some other some news. Other what about? Um, Do you guys see the video the passenger took of the MD-88 that... Oh yeah, where the, the they had engine trouble and uh, yeah, the, the the fan cone or the the engine cone inside totally broke apart. Yep, they had an engine failure, and so obviously they they shut everything down and they had to divert. It was a Delta flight. It was an MD eighty eight going from Atlanta to Baltimore, I believe. Okay, for those uneducated people out there, the MD eighty eight. That's a McDonnell Douglas aircraft. Yes, Boeing owns McDonnell Douglas now, but that aircraft was made by McDonnell Douglas. So before you start getting all hot and bothered of, oh, it's Boeing and another engine problem, okay, not related. So but STFU. It, yeah, but thank you. But, you know, when you read the story, you know, one of the passengers posted all over Twitter and it was all over the news, um, a video of the actual the the engine that that they lost but um you can kind of see the the cone i guess on the fan blades yeah the nose bouncing around in there and it it is kind of a little spooky to look at but you know in a lot of the articles you read the passenger said like at first there was a little bit of panic because there was a little smoke coming into the cockpit or the the cabin cabin, yeah um they could smell like they could smell like the burning smell but then it kind of like dissipated the smoke and then all the passengers said, and then it just kind of seemed like everyone was really calm. Yeah. And the pilots handled it just how they should. Yeah. And one thing I do say that is funny about news stories, and even in every article I read, it's like, they talk about, well, aircraft are designed to fly on more than j- just their two, or less than yeah. two, in, you know, and they make it sound like this big yeah. deal. And But then you talk to someone who's actually like a representative uh, of the aircraft, the... The airline. The airline, all that. They're just like, yeah, you know, plane loses an engine. They got one and they're fine. 
mm-hmm. know, if you lose the other one, then you're looking at a little more of a problem. But it, the pilots are, you yeah, hope, they're, 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 they're trained, trained to, right. for an engine out yeah. situation. So well, it, and and we've, we've talked about this a couple of times, or at least once in another uh, podcast, where when that uh, Southwest Airlines... Uh, 737 had that uncontained engine failure, mm-hmm. which unfortunately resulted in one of the passengers one of the de- yeah, uh, dying. Right, but um, um, those aircraft, well, every aircraft that when when the dispatcher is putting together the numbers for the amount of fuel mm-hmm. and how much weight mm-hmm. you know they can take and all mm-hmm. that, the software when it calculates that and the, they call it the engine or the performance of the aircraft when it's calculating that performance. It's assuming that one of the engines is going to fail. And it's right. saying that you've got to be able to get at this particular weight. Yeah. You need to be able to get from point A to point B, assuming that an engine fails um, you know, on takeoff. And that's, yeah. again, they call it drift down. And so I, I think what the media is saying is they're, they're, they're kind of, you know, oh, yeah, well, it's designed, blah, blah, blah. But so, I mean, they're... they're they're on the highway. They're just taking the wrong exit. Yeah, well, so to I mean, speak. to people you know, that just, know, they try and put a lot in, of trying to put it in layman's terms. Yeah, to yeah. people that know a lot about aviation, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's a big deal that it happened and they were able to go safe, land safely without any injuries or anything. But to people that know a lot about aviation, they're like, yeah, it's really not that big of a deal because yeah. it's scary. But, yeah, because if you're a on a lot the of flight, people have oh, a lot yeah. of anxiety, to and fly. people don't know this yeah. stuff. But I just think it's good to report an incident that that happened where everything Absolutely. the outcome was positive and safe and people aren't criticizing anything it was just every article you read is the pilots were safe the flight attendants were good and professional right. the passengers didn't panic and running around and you know what's also interesting is delta said so that happened on monday i, I think yeah, this last Monday, mm-hmm. they replaced the engine. The aircraft was back in service by Wednesday. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, <laughs> it's like just change out the fan blade. Or, right. It's no, not. I mean, the, they change the engine, yeah, but the engine, it's yeah. it's not the entire aircraft. It's a component of the yeah. aircraft, and that kind of gets back to yeah, the in, in, engines. Right yeah, to the MEL and the CDL that. that we yeah. talked about a few episodes and, back, um, and we all know that they right do all their. Sp- checks and, not and the those, airframe and the, all that. And the flight crews, they are trained yeah. extensively on scenarios just like this. So there's not panic. There's checklists. You know, if this happens, you go to this step. And then if this happens, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it, I don't want to say it's routine, but it's almost to the point where it can be handled as routine if it does happen because well, when, when of the level of training. When they're doing that they their have. required simulator training, they're right. always training yeah. for engine failure. Well, I, and I just want to talk about because it was an all around win. I think Absolutely. the media did a good job. Pilots, yeah, passengers. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't, you know, it wasn't blown out of proportion. So, anyway, it was yeah. just. And that video is awesome. Thing. Yeah, the video oh. is pretty. It's all over. It, it yeah. is pretty crazy. That video is all over. Like the yeah. the center of the fan blade is like glowing. Oh cause yeah, because of, of the friction. Yeah, and, and all that. Yeah, and so. then the little nose cone. Yeah, engine. I mean, it's just in there, just like the air, the airflow from you know flying forward is yeah. like keeping it in the yeah. intake. And it's I definitely so would have had a. My my beehole would have puckered a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, yeah. Been. of course, right? you know, absolutely, because like, you just you know you don't really know what else could. Yeah, something could, could get happening. worse. The engine yeah. you could you could throw so, a fan blade and then. Have so I'm un- sure once they touch down, everyone yeah. relaxed a little bit. Oh sure, so, absolutely. And it. and by the way, those those older MD80s and MD88s and American Airlines has a 90s, bunch of them. Yep. Delta has a bunch of them. Um, but uh, they're all going to be retired over the next, you know, two to four years yeah, because yeah. they. I mean, this this well, particular aircraft was thirty two years old, right? And so wow. those MD eighty series, you know, with the older, you know, lower bypass in, you know, turbofan engines, you know, the they're not as efficient. They've they've been around because they've been paid off for probably right. decades. Well, in Allegiant, right? so, Allegiant Airlines used to fly a ton of those Yeah, they did. they did. Now they're transitioning more into an Airbus fleet. In fact, I don't think I remember the last time I've seen an MD-80. Yeah, I don't think Allegiant's uh, in colors. Anymore. Yeah, so. But yeah, Americans going to be retiring them. I just um, know they sucked at the ice. 
Yeah, I know. So I would be well. I guess I don't care now because I don't DIC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. I mean, you you had to do the freaking pull check. You know, they're just with, awful. All oh, around. they 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 <laughs> they were they were not. And and the big thing with them is they were just worried ice, like mm-hmm. clear ice, was gonna fly off the wing into the mm-hmm. intake yep. of the engine. Oh yeah. So um, but anyway, uh, yeah. That, oh, that and is, I remember having to use the drip sticks when fueling those things too now i'm oh, talking yeah. about the really really old ones yeah, like those are, yeah, even going back to the dc9s yeah that's you yeah, know that's so so yeah <laughs> so um do we want to i guess kind of update everybody on the 737 max yeah let's just give a quick update we're almost 50 minutes into the podcast now so this would probably be a good time to do it that's so. okay i'm ready to go all night what about you are you trying to go to bed Sounds Just like read it. the damn story. Sounds like it. Tony needs to have his tea and put his slippers on into bed. Dude, my <laughs> slippers are already on. <laughs> um, anyway, so first of all, quick update, 737 Max. Um, um, as you know, the software and, you know, you name it um, has, has been an issue. But uh, the FAA um, recently discovered a new flaw in the flight software. It has to do with, like, the autopilot. Um, and so there's just, again, this aircraft is, is you know, it, it's going to be the most scrutinized commercial airliner in history. Um, and uh, so they're still working on that. And what, what, was, what was, what's the date today? The 12th? July 12th, 12th? of July. Yeah, 12th mm-hmm. of July. So, so that's kind of the current thing. Um, and it, it actually kind of segues in, into a story about that IAG order, mm-hmm. um, you know, the parent company of, you know, uh, British Airways, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They ordered uh, two hundred seven three seven. How else would you say British Airways? Well, no, no, no. I'm, am I explaining that right? Is what I'm trying to say. You're not but, using your accent, mate. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, the chief executive officer, his name's Willie Walsh. He actually was talking um, um, to a group of people, uh, you know, about their recent order for the Max and. And kind of his reasoning, and, and he was actually talking about the Max. That really uh, something that we've talked about a lot: how it will be the the safest commercial airliner in the sky by far when it gets recertified. Um, but one of the reasons why they decided to go um, with Boeing, um, um, you know, cost and desire to have a mixture of narrow body fleet weren't the only considerations. AIG is experiencing a 70-day delay on average for handovers of A320 NEO aircraft, um, which is the main competitor, mm-hmm. you know, to the 737 MAX. Um, so they're they're kind of pissed at, you know, Airbus a little bit. And, um, and he also went on to say, like, he didn't want to be solely dependent on one company, you know, for his entire group. Um, but... Um, but he also said that when the Max comes back into service, it will have gone through the most um, um, the most thorough examination of any aircraft anywhere at any time. That's why he thinks people will have confidence in the aircraft again. And he says this is a good process. Um, you know the you know he has full confidence in the safety regulators and Boeing, um, which. I mean, we've been talking about that for ever mm-hmm. since the grounding happened months ago, yep. and and it will be because what what's ha- in my opinion, what's happening now is because of the accidents, the unfortunate accidents, the aircraft's going through extreme scrutiny right now, and it's picking up all the little, many little flaws and and this and this that most aircraft don't experience the scrutiny until they're in service, and then. The manufacturer right. puts puts out air uh, airworthiness directives and and you have to well, update this and you have to change that and, right. and every aircraft goes through those growing pains. But what's going to happen is the Max is going to go through it all at once. Well, and, and the then thing it's just going to be awesome. The thing is, is is these the the people of the FAA who whoever is involved in the recertification of this aircraft. They're not just getting in the simulator and sitting there and waiting for something to happen. They are trying to crash the airplane in the simulator. They're trying to make this thing fail every single, any 
way that they can yeah, think they're, of. They're, trying they're doing every them. single thing that they can do to make this airplane crash. Why? So they can go, oh, Boeing, there's another one. No, it's not the. that's not the reason. Right. They're doing this to make sure that it is safe because you know what i think there's a little egg on the face of the faa at this after this as well and so they need to make sure that they've you know dotted all the i's and crossed all the t's so to speak um yeah and so you know the faa and boeing are both working really hard at getting this going but but they're regulators around the world exactly yeah and i shouldn't just say that i mean i'm here in the u.s so that's my mindset but um but no, they're they're putting this aircraft through every scenario to try and make it fail, so yeah. they can identify what can be done. So, um, and and I just love these news outlets. You know, you see these videos on YouTube, and, <laughs> and Jesus, I watch a lot of YouTube. But um, you you see these. And the headline is, another flaw in the Boeing 737. Well, no, it's not that they're just finding these flaws because they're just happening. They're they're causing stuff to happen. They're deliberately trying to make these systems fail. They're They're deliberately doing this. And so when they discover something, it's like, oh, okay, we need to look at this now a little bit more thoroughly. And, of course, you know, the media, they're like, oh, it's the end of the world for Boeing again. Another setback, another this, another that. No, I'm glad this stuff is coming out now while they're trying to recertify it. Because these are things that can be identified that are going to make it even that much safer than it was well, j- just like I said, it's all, all the years of an aircraft, right. and its operation, mm-hmm. it always goes through something where there's something with a glitch in the software, something right. with hardware, something Let's in have the engine, them find whatever. it now while it's being it's, scrutinized. It, it's all happening now instead of stretched out over 30 years. Right. Or, 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 so let me ask you, or heaven forbid, another incident happens. Yeah. You so know what I mean? let me ask you guys a question. So we talk, obviously, all the points you hit all make sense and everything but so these things that they're doing to the max uh-huh. they also would do these to other aircraft that were designed right and right. when they pick up flaws when they pick up flaws they pick up things they just correct them Right. But they just don't put it out there that they found this or that. Right. A in lot the of development times because phase. it's not in the right. in the development phase. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. So so this and I guess the only reason I I asked that question is because you know, this is such a storyline and it's out there, but it's like not really a storyline with any other aircraft. And so I think sometimes it's easy to just kind of feel like it's all redundant. Like, oh, they just found this now and they're doing that. But this happens with every aircraft. The difference is, is this had a few incidents because of the flaw that we have talked about in previous podcasts. And now to recertify it everything is just under a microscope especially in the media media. well in in this day and age with social media you know i mean you know it's transparent whether they want it to be or not exactly back when the dc-10 had issues Mm -hmm. you know there wasn't social media so it wasn't as much hysteria we got our news back then at 6 and 10 p.m yeah twice a day and that was it or in a newspaper and, and, and that's it and so it's yeah, I mean, it's a totally different environment. The world is different these days. And and, and the thing is, is it's, it's becoming apparent that there were multiple things that weren't, you know, right. loose ends that weren't tied off and, and, and weren't completed accurately, obviously, so, or correctly. So, so my advice to Boeing is hire Apple to fix your damn software. Oh God! Here we go again. No, no I wanted to. All serious, I know, you know, all but serious. but I wanted to say too that um, you know when an aircraft, when a new airframe or a new variant of an airframe is being developed, um, it's going to go through a certain level of scrutiny. Yeah, and. I don't mean that when something's being developed, it's going through a lower level of scrutiny. But Boeing and the FAA and these other world air, air you know, um, aviation regulator, um, mm-hmm. regulating bodies, whatever you want to call them, um, they're pushing to take that scrutiny even higher and higher and higher because these aircraft have been lost. So there might be a level of scrutiny when you're developing something that says, okay, this checks, this checks, this checks, and this checks, 
But when you've lost a couple of air, aircraft and there's been loss of life, I should say that in reverse order, when there's been loss of life and there's been loss of aircraft, then it's going to be, okay, so this checks, this checks, and this checks. Wait, wait, are you sure? Let's check it again, and let's check it again. Now let's try and see if this can happen if we do this. and So there's a much higher level of scrutiny, and I think that's why there's more being discovered at this point. Well, and, any, any and there has aircraft to from any manufacturer across the world is now going to be scrutinized to this level, right? no matter what. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, sometimes it has to take a disaster. That's mm -hmm. human nature is don't fix it. Unless, you know, if you don't think that it's broken, you know, or whatever. Right. And, and and the other thing that, that's going to happen is, you know, unfortunately, I think Boeing probably rushed this aircraft into service. I'm not saying Boeing is fully at fault for any of these mm -hmm. accidents because I don't think it's fully their fault. Hey, I think, I think you need to blame some of the customers, too, because putting the pressure on Boeing to get these aircraft delivered. Well, it's it's not only that, but it's it's also some of the, you know, the pilot training, it's part of the well, maintenance. It's, yeah, and I'm not I'm just saying it's going on it's by like the we've operators. Said all along. It's not one right and thing. Exactly. Um, but it's it's obvious that Boeing's the manufacturer. It has to be the ground zero of where the mm -hmm. safety begins and where you know where it starts. Ground zero of the accountability. And exactly, and 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 they have done that, and they're doing everything possible mm -hmm. to get this aircraft back in the air. Um, but yeah, it will be the safest commercial airliner in history once it's back in the air again. Right. My exactly. Opinion. Exactly. So, I agree with that. In the so, name of the, Amen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Um, so red flag 19.3 starts on Monday the 15th of July. Yep. Um, goes for three weeks. Goes for three weeks long. We, uh, we've we confirmed when we're going to be there, mm -hmm. correct? Yep. So we will be there a week from Tuesday. Uh, we'll be arriving. So that's mm -hmm. Tuesday the 23rd. And 23rd. we're going to be out there for at least a couple of days. So keep an eye out for us. Um, we'll definitely keep an eye out for you. Uh, we'll have some ramp swag with us. Um, but uh, uh, come say hi to us. We come say hi to us. We we'll get you on the podcast. We'll give you some stickers. Um, and uh, yeah, we want to chat with you. But um, if you guys know you're going to be out there, uh, DM us or um, uh, get a hold of us somehow. Yeah, tweet at you know, us, DM us. Tweet however. at us, DM us on Instagram. Um, and uh, so we can look out for you guys and we'll coordinate with some of you and uh, we definitely want to meet some new friends want to hand out some stickers uh, get some more of that ramp swag out there and if you're going and you have ramp swag for God's sakes wear it <laughs> yeah really. okay yeah just definitely. you know anyway if if you are in dire need of some ramp swag again go to our website www.rampcheckglobal.com you'll see the ramp swag store right there uh on the home page go yeah, in there and get some cool stuff exactly and there, there's even um a, a little search button you can type mm -hmm. in you know f35 or f117 or yeah so if you're looking for something specific yeah definitely uh type in avgeek that'll pull up a shirt for you as well oh, so um, we have swimwear flip-flops mm -hmm. Blah, blah. I mean, so we sold the remove before flight bikini, didn't we? Oh hell yeah, we did. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And you guys have probably noticed. So um, I took my wife Jessica uh, to San Diego for her birthday uh, last week, mm -hmm. and she actually modeled some of our, you know, ramp swag, our bikini wear, some shirts. And I must say, you guys don't have to say anything. Oh God! But I go. must say, oh, she geez. looks pretty damn good in that. Well, she's you pretty can hot. Say that, so. And I guarantee that uh, <laughs> she's gonna sell some of that stuff. Because all the guys on there are gonna be like, "Oh my God, I want to get that for my girlfriend or my wife or whatever." Because it's really funny. Because when when you click on any of our posts, you know, you can look at the analytics. And you can see who saved it, who shared it, who whatever. It is our most saved and shared post in oh pretty God. much Ramp Check Global history. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, moral of the story, go to our website, buy some Ramp Swag. It's cool swag, stuff. It's great. And, uh, and when you buy some, uh, make sure you uh, post with... Uh, uh, wearing your ramp swag and right. uh, make sure you tag us hashtag RCG ramp swag. 
So that is right. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll be out there on t- starting Tuesday the twenty third. Come and say hi to us, and uh, and again, let us know uh, when you're going to be out there. So, uh, Aaron, do you want to let everybody know where you can find you on social media? Yeah, sure. So I'm at Aaron <laughs> Rumfollow, and you can also, you know, obviously reach me through, uh, you know, at Ramcheck Global. That's our Instagram or Twitter is also at Ramcheck Global. Pretty much anything is at Ramcheck Global for us. Uh, but yeah, my personal at Aaron Rumfollow, um, and uh, love to have you follow either account and um, you know join us for your um, av geekery journey. <laughs> and Ryan, and how about you? I'm at Rumfollow me, and I'll just ask as always if um, you go to our Instagram at RepCheckGlobal, you listen to this podcast, please share it with your friends. Um, you know, just let them know. Give us a follow. Give us a listen. And uh, we'd love to have you on. We want to keep selling and sharing our gear. And, you know, I wear mine all the time. It's good stuff. All right. And uh, you can find me at T Rum Follow. Uh, if you don't know how to spell it right now, go back and start listening to the podcast from episode one because <laughs> you'll have the spelling of our last name rep, uh, <laughs> memorized. Uh, by that point. As Ryan said, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, We are also on SoundCloud. And um, especially if you're an Apple Podcast listener, uh, give us a five-star review. Um, And uh, we did have a review uh, just recently. I can't remember who it was, but they said in more words or less that they love the podcast. Very entertaining. Um, they did, and yeah, uh, they once you, they stumbled across it, they like did a um, did a Stranger Things marathon. And yeah, listened and, like, to the whole thing. Listen, yeah, listen to them all. <laughs> um, so that was pretty awesome. So yeah. keep that up. But for Apple Podcasts, uh, subscribe, uh, share it with your family and friends, uh, rate it five star rating. five star rating. Leave something in the comments, and uh, we we certainly appreciate it so um you get the podcast direct through our website too because we we have a we have a link on our website Mm -hmm. um to get to those apple google okay soundcloud you can actually just listen to it right on your web browser through our website too sweet so cool okay well uh i think the next time that we'll actually be recording or doing an instagram live will likely be Probably. At Red Flag. Yeah, Red Flag. So um, uh, thanks again to every uh, everybody who's listened and subscribed so far. Please keep it up. And uh, for our customary send-off, I send it to you. Our Canadian, our Canadian send-off. All right. Good day. <laughs>